This episode of Arcaspeak is brought to you by Arcat. You've heard us talk about Arcat in our podcast by now, and hopefully you've taken the time to visit their site. This is a great tool for you. From small architecture firms to government agencies, everyone can benefit from what they've created. Arcat has huge libraries of free content, CAD, BIM, specifications, and more. Why is this important to you? Because Arcat has done all the work for you. You need a spec? It's in the CSI three-part master format, available in multiple file formats. And this is just one example. Arcat has tons of building product content ready for you to use. And it's all free to use, and you don't have to register to download content. If you've used other sites like we have, you must register to get content. Why bother with that? Go to Arcat. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. And tell them Arcaspeak sent you. Welcome to Arcaspeak, the podcast that talks about what it's like to work in the profession of architecture. Welcome to episode 114 of the Arcaspeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And this episode, we wanted to touch base with a couple of our favorite people at the AIA National Convention in Orlando. And since we didn't go this year, uh, we're saving our money for next year, which we're really excited about. And so we called two different people. The first one was Laura Teagarden, and the second one was Rusty Long. And uh, Neil, tell us who Laura is again. Just give us a reminder. Yeah, sure. So Laura is an architect, and she is uh, works for Ratio Architects. And she was just recently on the show, actually, episode 107, the, the Millennial Question episode. Uh, and so uh, she's been on before. And she actually just recently won the 2017 AIA National Young Architect Award, which I believe she received at this year's convention. So she talks a little bit about that and some other items and her impressions uh, about the show. So uh, I, I'm sure that'll be uh, really fun to, to listen to. And then Cormac, we had uh, Rusty Long, who I, I don't think has actually been on the show before. No, no. He's a uh, longtime listener, first time caller. <laughs> and, we called uh, him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We did. <laughs> okay. So longtime listener, first time stalky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh rusty longtime friend of ours and supporter and listener to, of the show he is a state architect for rural development at the u.s department of agriculture he was down there both as an attendee and also attended some of the business business meetings business, business meetings. meetings yeah and yeah. um kind of gave us a little bit of insight on both um as a show goer and also what's happening with uh, the business meetings for the AIA. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's great. Let's talk to both of them now and see what they have to say about the show. So we want to welcome Laura Teagarden to the show, who's attending the AIA convention in Orlando. So uh, first off, Laura, welcome to the show again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So how's it been in Orlando? How, how is it having the what? show there this year? Yeah, what's the vibe? Well, it's hot. It's Florida. <laughs> Co compared to Indianapolis, it's a little warm. Uh, it's it's good. The convention center is rather large. Um, yeah. 
this is year one in transition from AIA convention to the conference on architecture. So they're doing that. some they're doing some stuff differently. Um, I haven't been able to make it to the expo floor today yet because it's been a crazy busy day. Uh, but I get the feeling that some of those changes are taking place on the expo floor as well as how they're managing some of the sessions. So we will continue to see that evolve over the next um, two to three, maybe four years. Yeah. So, but it's good. Um, I mean, it's Orlando, right? Like Disney World is nearby, so people are making vacations out of it. No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so have you visited uh, Disney World? Uh, we were able to go to Epcot last night. Yeah, Wednesday went last night. Um, Stoner Bunting and some other sponsors were gracious enough to uh, put together a um, a dinner and drinks um, at Epcot for uh, some architecture people, some of the people on the socials that you know, like uh, Bob Borson and America and Mark and uh, Jeff Eccles um, and that kind of crew. Um, so that's, that was my Disney experience. Um, my sister and I are playing hooky tomorrow to go to Harry Potter world. Awesome. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to have some fun. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, I haven't been in Orlando since I was 12. So I assume it's different. I don't remember that much of it. So as we're recording this, we're what, one full day into the convention. Is that right? Correct. Okay. So what so far has been the highlight for you? Uh, Michelle Obama, hands down. Okay. The opening keynotes were actually very good. Um, Francis Carey and uh, Michael Murphy from Mass Design Lab, um, both super magnetic personalities, um, trying you know as as i do and as i know neil was paying attention because arca speak was liking and retweeting stuff um francis spoke slower so it was easy to keep up with all of the amazing <laughs> stuff he was talking about um michael was just like on the ball and just comment after comment after comment was worth sharing and it was really hard to keep up um, they both spoke about the importance of change in architecture in different ways, uh, Francis spoke more to using local material and ideas in new ways, uh, because a lot of his work is in Africa. And so he's talking about, you know, how do you use a material differently to um, better the environment for which children learn or, you know, a community creates a center. Um, Michael spoke about those kind of changes from a social impact standpoint that they do a lot of that out of mass design lab. Mm -hmm. And so he, but he spoke about, you know, uh, I think one of his quotes was like, you know, you hire an artisan of the community and you, you invest in the community. Um, so he talked a lot about how you do local work in a local place that makes it contextual and also continues to heal a community in a, social and kind of like providing them dignity um, in that type of way, as well as, you know, creating these clinics that are treating tuberculosis in the process, you know? Um, 
and they were both very good. Elizabeth Diller spoke and Alejandro Aravena spoke. Uh, Alejandro took an interesting approach. He just did like a whiteboard. So it was one of those, like, you had to know his work to understand what he was sketching about. Um, but it was still good. Um, but yeah, Michelle Obama, hands down, fantastic. Um, so tell us a little bit about what Michelle spoke about. Uh, she spoke about uh, what it's like to be post-White House. Um she told a, a pretty cute story about how one of her daughters, when they were in the White House, wanted to open a window and all these alarms started going off. And now that they're actually in a private home, like she can open the window to her bedroom and kind of have that freedom and play in the backyard. And, you know, the somebody comes up to visit them and like Michelle can actually answer the door from a doorbell that rings like the white house doesn't have a doorbell and yeah. Michelle is not the one answering the door. Well, no one's supposed to get to the front door. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was cute and wonderful to hear kind of the humanizing aspect of that. Um, she also spoke about, you know, what the foundation and the, the building in Chicago, what they're hoping it will be like. And, you know, the importance of architects in that process and, um, how we continue to invest in cities. Um, she made a really, you know, it seems like a rather blunt and obvious comment about how um, people know when you don't care. And so, you know, they've done a lot of work in inner cities and in neighborhoods um, that are neglected and talking about how you interact with those kids because the kids know, like, if an adult doesn't care about the neighborhood, the kid knows that. So how do you start to um, create systems that show that you care and make sure that everyone's being looked out for um, in that in that type of environment? So, um, yeah, it was really interesting. Oh, it sounds like it was a great uh, keynote speak uh, or speaker event, really, because everybody was talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it was packed. Oh, it was. Um, people literally left the morning keynote, which ended around 1030, walked out the door, grabbed a coffee or a muffin, and then went and stood back in line. Yeah. And the doors didn't <laughs> yeah. open until noon. I think that was, wow. the, mo I think that was the most popular picture posted uh, with the, the line. hashtag was the <laughs> line to get into her keynote. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and how long it had been building up. So you know, you're talking two hours. You know, awesome. A whole lot of that. cranky architects. So it was totally uh, worth it. That's awesome. Yes, yeah. it was totally worth it. It's so, great that the AIA was able to put something together that really attracted so many people there. It seemed like when when the conference was first announced, it, there the details were thin, and and then as they started adding more and more speakers, it seemed like once they they added Michelle Obama, it was like, okay, now, now we're excited to go. And it sounds like it really delivered. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. So then right after, right after that, what did you end up doing? You, you had a special so I engagement. Actually, I had, I had to leave early cause I was presenting, uh, one of the sessions right after that. Um, so I left, I think maybe 10 minutes early, like she was almost done, but I wasn't sure if we were, so the, that keynote started late, which was the larger issue. Um, so I left early because I wasn't sure if they were going to push all of the sessions. 
Um, so I wanted to make sure I was there. And <clears throat> so, yes, I was speaking. Uh, I spoke as a part of the two plus two um, session. So it was myself and another uh, young architect um, awardee and then two fellows um, speaking about what amazing architecture means to us. And most of them spoke about their portfolio. Um, I spoke about mentorship and, you know, why I'm an architect and what kind of the career path has meant to me. You did, you did kind of a timeline presentation, didn't you? Like your, your journey to where you are? Yep. Awesome. And how, how that career path can be fluid. Like it's not, no one's is going to be the same. Um, but I was trying to show, you know, you, you can speak most about what you know. And so I, I showed through mine how different, you know, personality traits growing up led to being able to overcome roadblock obstacles along my career path and what those, what those pieces led me to do then in the future. So. And real quick, just give everybody a congratulations on your award, by the way. I mean, maybe you could just tell everybody a little bit of about that, because I don't think the last time that you were on the show, I think it was still a big secret. So Yeah. Um, so I won, I was one of 14 people who won the um, National Young Architect Award this year. Awesome. Um, out of, I think it's been 25 years now. And there's like 180-some people who have received the award in that span of time. Fantastic. Um, and, yeah, so I was one of 14 this year. Um, I'm the first female from Indiana. Um, awesome. Which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Represent. Now, now everyone has to follow in your footsteps. I mean, you're, you're, you're blazing the trail. Awesome. Well, so that was that was actually one of the to go back to Michelle Obama. That was a really inspiring quote that she said. Was um, Tom uh, Veneer asked her about? So he's the current AIA national president. Mm -hmm. um, he asked her about work life balance, and she made a comment which is very true. She said, "The people who have the ability um, to push things further need to push things further for the women." don't mm. Mm. so yeah it's it's i guess maybe that's not to compare myself to her in any way shape or form but yeah you have to keep pushing mm -hmm. um, so i'm the first but i don't expect myself to be the last in fact i will um make sure that there are other women from indiana pursuing it in the next couple years so um but yeah it was really nice we had an award ceremony then right after um my presentation amongst um they present they presented the awards for the young architects um the associates that won and all of the actual um projects um so like the interior uh architecture awards and uh the thomas jefferson award um uh, Paul Williams' granddaughter came and spoke at the end. Um, so it was really cool. Fantastic. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah. So uh, what, what else are you looking forward to the rest of the um Now that you can sit back and possibly maybe enjoy the rest of the yeah. convention. Now that I, now that I can relax. Um, well, obviously, Harry Potter World is a big thing tomorrow. <laughs> um, you mean your major architectural tour? Harry Potter yeah. World. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, so, I mean, so I don't sign up for a lot of the tours when I go places. Uh, I was lucky enough that Marika McKeel um, gave us a behind-the-scenes interview with her cousin of Florida Polytech um, Wednesday, the afternoon before, uh, so yesterday afternoon. But other than that, I don't do a lot of the tours, so... um, I'm looking forward to Amy Cuddy on Saturday. I think that'll be interesting. Um, Other than that, I'm just going to try and, you know, make sure I get my credits and see the expo floor at some point. It feels weird, you know, in the past conventions, like that's where you go. But I'm so busy this convention that I won't get to the expo floor until Saturday. All those vendors have websites. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Well, I'll make sure and stop by ArtCat and tell them. Woohoo! Absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, say hi to Bill, and that would be great. Yeah, they they they're they're showing off some cool toys over there, so uh, go check them out. Actually, yeah. So, um, yeah, but I'm I'm kind of in a brain dead, relaxed mode at this point. It's it's been a long day. So, so all the stress leading up to this, you know, giving your talk and all of the the planning that you had done. Uh, what's going through your mind now, you know, now you're, now you can relax, but, but was, was all the stress and all the stuff, was it, was it all done in vain or, or, or was it all, you Um, know, a good process to go through? I mean, how much did you actually strain yourself to, to pull this off the way that you wanted to? sounds like you, you worked really hard on it. Yeah, there was a, there was a definitely a lot of stress leading up to it. Um, I would say, if you're going to look at like hard metrics, um, it was, it was a success because someone, as I was talking, went and bought my books. They went and bought like the ARE, ARE sketches. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. And it was one of those, you know, the, the humble Hoosier, like I'm not telling people, Hey, go buy my books. Yeah. yeah. As a part of, <laughs> as a part of the career process, I'm talking about how, you know, learning social media and trying to make sure that I'm giving back. Um, and sharing my knowledge and then sharing those sketches and then how that evolution led to um, the creation of the books. And and the guy, I saw him at the fellows party and he was like, hey, in the middle of the thing, I bought your books. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, very cool. Like you could have waited for the rest of my talk and then go and buy them. Well, (laughs) and I, I, no, so what was funny was um, I, I was like, I didn't see an email come through. Did you buy him from Amazon? He was like, yeah, I did. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's fine. You're going to get the books. You just won't get cool bookmarks. <laughs> You'll miss out on the perks. Oh, well, we'll, we'll make sure to have the correct links in our show notes. Uh, so people can uh, know where to go and buy the books. Cool. Thank you. Definitely. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. And, uh, you know, there's definitely some FOMO going on here from us. I tweeted today. I know I was, I was feeling it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we I can't, was talking, I was can't do to everything. Donna and I was talking to Donna and she was like, oh, it's, we missed them. And I was like, yeah, there were a couple points where I know Cormac would have cracked a joke. And, um, <laughs> yeah, probably at Neil's expense. but No, <laughs> most likely. Come on, I never do that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah, you are you are missed. My oh, my my uh credit card doesn't mind it so much cuz I'm not having to buy donuts, but oh. 
Yeah, that's on our writer, right? Don't yeah. worry. Laura There's pastries in New York. Yep, there are. <laughs> yeah, cool. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us, and uh, it's it's. Hope, hope you have a, a great rest of the show. Thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on. Thank you, Laura. Thanks. Enjoy Harry Potter World. Woohoo! Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, we'd like to thank again Laura Teagarden for joining us on the show, giving us her insight and letting us know what we've been missing. And up next, we'd like to check in with Rusty Long, see how he's doing. Doing fantastic. How are you guys? Doing good. It's a nice nice Friday here. Not as good as you, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, hey, Rusty. So we you've been at the convention now a couple of days. Uh, why don't you give us uh, a highlight of of the show so far for you, or maybe a couple of highlights? Okay. So the the most fantastic. We had two really good keynote speakers the first day. One of them you might have heard of, Michelle Obama. She's kind of a big deal. Uh, her her speech was fantastic. Um, and then, but actually before her. Uh, they had Mass Design Group uh, and a couple other guys all talking about community service focused architecture and how we can really make a difference. And it was really inspiring. I mean, it's exactly the kind of thing that you come to convention for. So that was cool. And then after that, um, we had the Entree Architect meet up last night. Uh, got to meet with a small firm exchange tonight. Uh, and actually the first night we, we met with Bob Borson and that whole crew and we got to go on a tour of Epcot. I mean, it's, it's actually been a pretty, pretty amazing couple of days. Nice. So what happened today, uh, at the convention that you were a a part of? Uh, so the, the, today, the big thing for me was actually leaving the convention on a totally unannounced tour, uh, of a small firm located in Midtown. There's actually four individual architects. Uh, that have small firms that decided to share a space uh, and through the kind of the synergy of being able to build up and team up when they have big projects uh, and split up and do their own thing for smaller stuff, uh, they managed to uh, have a, a, a flexibility that is lacking uh, in in the market in Orlando where there's a lot of real big firms and everybody's kind of focused on the, the big tourist clients down here. Uh, and they did a, just a, a fantastic um project called the, uh, I think it's the Edible Education, um, a combination of garden, classroom setting um, for an underprivileged community. And while they're in the process of just meeting with local folks to see if they can help this client make the whole thing happen, they're in the classroom at the local local school. Uh, and lo and behold, Emerald Ghazi pops in uh, and says, oh, what are you guys doing? And decides to put them in touch with this foundation and gives them a half million dollars that's then matched with another half million dollars by the local hospital. And suddenly they have this fantastic project that's totally funded out of nowhere. Um, but it was really good design. Uh, and it happened because of the engagement that they had with the local community. There was no magic. I know somebody who knows somebody. It was just everyone was in the right place in the right time. Uh, the architecture is beautiful and it's making a difference in the community. So that's uh, the, by far the day. That is that was, the project that you posted on Twitter today? Yes. I'm going to post a whole bunch more pictures after we get off. Awesome. Tell everybody what your Twitter handle is so that they can check it out. <laughs> so my Twitter handle is Rusty, R-U-S-T-Y-H-Long. 
All right. And we'll put that in the show notes so that everybody can awesome. can follow Rusty and see the photos of the project. Cool. So what are you looking forward to? Um, so tonight is uh, the party, which I understand. Um, I have actually managed to not go to one of those in the last two years uh, and was planning to actually try and go to that. Uh, there's another, another couple of keynote speakers tomorrow. Uh, and besides that, uh, I have no formal agenda for Saturday. I think the goal is to try and uh, get out and see some more of Orlando. Nice. So what's so your... Rusty, go ahead, uh, Neil. I was going to ask you, what, what has the show been like being in Orlando this year? So there's a little, little bit of kind of geographic isolation to the convention center itself. Um, but the quality of presentations... Uh, and keynote speakers, and just the level of engagement of the show itself, what, what the AIA has put together, has been vastly improved. I think last year was better uh, than the year before, and I think this year was better than last year. So where it used to feel like everything was about the big corporate firms, uh, I think the efforts that the AIA has made to reach out at the grassroots level uh, and kind of Get get a feeling of of what what the small practitioners are up to. What what are the sole practitioners and the little firms doing, uh, and bringing them into the conversation more. We're headed further in that direction. I think there's still a lot of direction, a lot further to go for the AIA. But I think that uh, this convention has moved further in that direction. So uh, it's been pretty good. Do you feel like that there's been presentations or content provided that you can kind of take back and directly apply to what you do as an architect? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So the, the most interesting um, actual official continuing ed uh, seminar had to do with disaster relief housing and refugees and talking about how we assess um, the, the need and how large it is when you talk about sea level rise and storms. And being in North Carolina, uh, we very recently had Hurricane Matthew just devastated whole swaths of the state and understanding uh, how it is that we can use our knowledge base, not just on the individual fixing one structure, because that's great. Um, but we have so much more to bring to the table in the staging and the pre-planning before the next event, um, in the master planning and the advocacy at the city level and at the community level. And that was, I think that was what I'm going to take back with me uh, when I get back to Raleigh, is, is how am I going to engage uh, and plan for the next one and be in the place uh, to help people when they need it uh, right after the next disaster. That, that's awesome. So it sounds to me like there's a lot of, generally, uh, a lot of topics around architects banding together and helping their communities and talking about a lot of social impact, uh, things of that nature this time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and when Michelle Obama came and spoke, uh, she spoke on the importance uh, of mentoring and being engaged in your community, investing in the children, not just the schools, not just the roads and the infrastructure, um, but individually, each one of us. Um, you know, the kids that are in an underprivileged part of town, uh, one-parent households that are in a struggling school, they don't you have the opportunity to meet an architect uh, unless we're reaching out to them because mm -hmm. it's not going to come up as part of the school curriculum. It's not something that the guidance counselor is going to set up. It's on us uh, to reach out to them, to let them know this is something they can do, uh, that we care about their community, uh, and then if they care, they can help make it better for the next generation. So I think that it has um, 
that really set the tone. And there, I've seen time and time again, conversation, that's the, the direction that things are growing. We're, we're, we're talking about how we can use you know, all the social networking and the technology in ways to, to be a force multiplier for, for all the little guys to make a big difference. Awesome. You guys have any other questions? I do, actually. Speak them. Um, I, I would be remiss if I wouldn't have asked Rusty this question about his favorite yearly resolution. You know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because, uh, as it turns out, a group did come and make a resolution to, for the umpteenth time. I thought you were talking about New Year's resolutions. I... <laughs> oh, oh yes, now, no. I'm, now I'm disappointed. No, no. The architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth were present. Yeah, they were. They made their motion, and it was soundly defeated. And um, I actually could not find their booth. I tried. I walked the whole floor. I don't know if they don't have a booth this year uh, or if they were hiding from me because they knew that I wanted to talk mm-hmm. to them. But um, <laughs> Where are you? Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I didn't have, like, you know, a big sign on or anything. But, uh, yeah, so that happened again. Um, I did not get any – the, the AIA's kind of approach to it seems to kind of ignore it, and then I'll go away. I don't think it's going to. Um, yes, but I don't know. They can just continue, right? They can just continue year after year. Yeah. I mean, there's no rules in place about putting forward the same motion without support. Mm -hmm. Um, but somebody brought up a really good point that some of the signatories that are supposedly part of the petition, um, their names were not, um, supposedly, uh, allegedly were not gathered under that pretense. It was more like they signed up for a continuing ed thing and that was slipped under the cover sheet. Uh, of the petition kind of thing. And I mean, it's a pretty bold accusation, but if it's true, it, it kind of lends the credence that this is not a, a real conversation. Uh, and the longer that, that we as an institute let it drag on, you know, it, it just, it's going to continue. Um, I don't see it going away. Yeah. It sounds like they're really trying to avoid that confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and nobody wants to make the hard stand. Um, I don't get it, but I, I get it. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, other than that resolution, what what else like resolution yeah. wise? So the business meeting, they had a, a good, um, a couple good moves. They made some changes to the bylaws to line up with the previous realignment and changes to the board. It's all technical stuff, but it's good that we're kind of squared away on it. Um, there English? was actually a resolution moved forward to uh, look into specialty designations. Um, I think it was a joint joint piece between Chicago uh, and I want to say California. Yeah, it was. To look at specialty. Meaning. Yeah. You guys meaning were, meaning what? what? Yeah. So if I understand it correctly, it has to do with the differentiation between a residential and a commercial and, you know, different levels of architect and different areas of focus. More that, specialization type stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was actually a very, very close vote. Um, it did pass with some, you know, some friendly amendments, as they as they call them. But uh, it, it passed with a simple majority, uh, and it was it was a pretty close vote. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes, because um, I think there was already some efforts by the AIA to look into that, and there was already some kind of uh, group investigating whether that's something we need to to look into. Mm. Um, 
I think it ties into the, the, the removal of the term in turn and all that stuff. I think it, it's all part of that, that the same recognition that the field that we practice in has changed and uh, we need to catch up. Now, what form that takes is obviously what we're what we're debating. But um, that was probably the most the most genuinely interesting piece of the business meeting. Besides, um, you know, we have some some great officers this year. Um, New, new directors at large, all that stuff. I'm not sure when that's all going to be posted on the site, but um, it, it's exciting that the leadership is a, it's a much more diverse group than it used to be. So real quick, I just want to ask a question of clarification on that resolution that you just explained. Now, are they trying to make a distinction between residential, commercial, and whatnot, or is it a more inclusive type thing? Because I lost you a little bit on, on what the actual resolution was trying to accomplish i think it's about the the first stages of do we need to differentiate it further i don't think it got down to the level of what those individual specialties would be um doesn't it somewhat it's, sound a little exclusive because you know now you're you know it's like oh you're a residential architect or oh you're a commercial architect or oh you're a residential architect kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think that um, there's definitely some value in there being a bar um, under which you are an architect or you're not. Um, I think this that's part of what we all grew up in, in terms of reaching our own licensure. Um, and there's a risk of watering it down for the next generation by making it either more exclusive or lowering the bar for certain kinds of practice. And I think that I'm hoping that's not the direction it's going to go, but it's. Um, I'm looking up now to see if I've got the actual name, the number for the resolution. But I can give you guys. I'll give you guys the link. To the it's show uh, it's seventeen dash four. Oh, see, you knew. Yeah, it's uh, and, and I don't know a lot about it either. I we'll put a link to it in the show notes. But but I think one of the big concerns is kind of what you're getting at, Cormac, which is kind of further cutting up the professional architecture, dividing it, uh, and. And it seems like, you know, there's, we're already kind of infatuated with, with names and titles and all this stuff. It seems like right. with, with the intern debate and, um, you know, and then even this, this recent news of the guy going to jail for 15 years for, you know, passing, trying to pass himself off as an architect and when he wasn't an architect. And so, um, but at the same time, the IA doesn't really fight for the title of architect at all. Right. So, right. right. So there's always this kind of, this back and forth that's going on. And so it sounds like this could be, you know, just one of those other debates that's just really about names and titles when it's really like the profession needs fixing in a much different way. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, go ahead, Rusty. I, I think, I think that's exactly, I think you hit it spot on. And I think it's in much the same way, you know, I remember last year's, there was a lot of conversation about adding things to our service to not just to bring additional fees, but to add value to the process. Uh, and it's stuff that we used to already do. It's stuff that was stripped away uh, when our services were pared down over the last 30, 40 years and, and trying to, to bring, you know, commissioning and pieces that were um, either they didn't exist technologically or it was part of what we were already doing um, as a, fully, you know, a fully financed architect with a, a legitimate fee. Um, I think that that's the getting into specialty credentialing and, and, and how many additional designations do I need besides architect to muddy the water so much that 
um, you're going to narrow down your customer base and you're going to narrow down where you can help um, just because you're you're so narrowly focused. Yeah, and I think as architects, I mean, a lot of times a project's a project and, and you don't have to specialize in a typology to, to do it well. And so I think that this could, like you're saying, Cormac, be pretty exclusive where if a firm isn't a specialized firm in name, then they probably won't even be shortlisted for a particular type of project when, in fact, they might be able to do it just fine. So, yeah, I could right. see I could see how this could go a lot of different ways. I, I'm interested to follow this one. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, simple things like a, lo- a lot of sole practitioners do a lot of residential. And does that pigeonhole them into just doing residential or you know, how do you? I mean, we're already like totally stifled by these <laughs> continuing education stuff, right? Like it's imagine right. having to do that for all these different certifications now to, to get all these different titles so that you can even go after certain types of projects. I could just see this just tying a, a lot of stuff up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, what else are you looking forward to? Saturday's kind of your open day. Um, and since you got a car, I, I'm going to suggest you drive out to Florida Southern College, uh, done by Frank Lloyd Wright. And um, since you're already down in the Lakeland area, I'm making you go anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm give you... Cormac, because it's you, I will do it. I will go down tomorrow. Oh, to nice. I, I would go down there and I will Instagram and I'll make sure I get at least one selfie. Uh Sandals and all, you know, just for you. <laughs> Flip flops. You know what? I want, here's what I want you to do. That's I want Florida you to find appropriate. Be out. I want you to find an open field of grass. Wear your flip flops. Well, no, take your flip flops off and walk through that grass. And then when your feet are filled with sand spurs, <laughs> you'll never do the, you'll never do the flip flops yeah. again. Yeah. Sand spurs and alligators. You know, you know, I I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks yeah, for but... taking the time to talk to us, Rusty. It's awesome. Thank you yeah. guys for including me in the conversation. We all appreciate what you guys do, and I look forward to hanging out with you guys in New York next year. Well, we're your biggest Absolutely. fan. Absolutely. And uh, we'll I... be we'll be following your Instagram, especially on Saturday uh, tomorrow. Which is, I mean, we're recording early here. It's Friday, but uh, we'll be following it tomorrow to check out your your photography. That sounds fantastic. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Thank you very much, Rusty. All right. Good night, fellas. All right. So thank you to both of our favorite people there, Laura and Rusty, for talking to us about their impressions of the AIA convention this year. And uh, we're we're actually, personally, I was a little, like we, we alluded to when we were talking to Rusty there, a little sad that I didn't make it this year. And I think it's it most of it has to do with those people. You know, for me, it's kind of the this yeah. ArcaSpeak community that we've been a part of, especially going to the conventions the last couple of years. And to me, that's really what I think is the most important part of going to the convention. Every time we go to the convention, we do the convention shows. We, I think that's kind of a common theme that shows up. So anyway, that that to me is kind of the, the biggest part of missing out on the convention is seeing those people in, uh, once a year and, and hanging out with them. So thanks again, Rusty and Laura, and make sure you guys all follow them on our show notes. We have links to their Twitter pages, their Twitter bios, where you can follow them and see all their photos and thoughts and impressions from the show and the little videos that they've been shooting 
of the keynote addresses and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that about wraps it up for this episode. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. Well, before we go, uh, we should also thank our episode sponsor. We have uh, RCAT as the sponsor for this episode. Make sure to check out all the features they offer over at ARCAT.com. And I know at the convention they were showing off some of their um, sketching uh, tools that they have. Oh, so that, yeah. that looked Finally. really cool. So cool because we we weren't able to talk about this before. But yeah, if yes. you're... Uh, if you hopefully had the chance to stop by the big red A at their booth and, and sketch in, make things in VR, super cool stuff that, that they're working on over there at RCAT. Yeah, I saw a little bit of what they were showing off on uh, Twitter uh, th this week at the convention, and uh, it looked really cool. So I'm glad, I'm glad we can finally say something about it, because I know that's been, uh, that's been hush-hush for a little while for us. So also, too, just to remind everybody to make sure to visit our website, as Evan just mentioned, to check out all the show notes. And that's at arcaspeakpodcast.com. And you'll also find links to all our entire catalog of episodes. And you can sign up for our newsletter, which will include the links directly into your email box. And then also, too, just remember you can join the conversation about the AIA convention or anything else by posting over on our Arcaspeak Facebook page or on Twitter. Links to everything can be found at the site, arcaspeakpodcast.com. And before we go, we just want to remind everybody to uh, go over and subscribe to the show. I know a number of listeners listen to it off the website itself, and that's fantastic. Um, but if you do actually listen to it, say, on your phone or in your, you know, in your car on, on your phone or somewhere else, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show. That'll really help us out. Uh, you know, we'll, it'll definitely push the numbers up a little bit for us, which, uh, which of course helps uh, raise awareness of the show. So we, we really appreciate that if you can go do that. And there's a link on our site to actually take you directly to the Apple Podcast link or to Stitcher or I think on uh, Google Play as well. Yep. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. All right. See ya. I join the choir to sing They're all competing for some other thing I join the choir to sing
最爱。